0: G'day everyone, here's another podcast for you. Uh, This is a chapel talk that I gave for students at the school that I work at, Uh, and this is during the COVID virus lockdown time at our school, and so this was actually a video that I made and then uh, sent around to students, Uh, so it might sound a little bit different than a live room, Uh, but it's in 1 Samuel chapter 15, and it's about how God rejects Saul as king. G'day, Broughton. Well, this is the headmaster's office. I don't know if you've ever been to the headmaster's office before. Uh, I've been to the headmaster's office once, maybe twice when I was a student. Uh, Mr O'Connor wasn't the headmaster then, there was a different headmaster. Uh, And I remember going in uh, because, well, my behaviour hadn't been good enough. I'd been disobedient, I hadn't done the work that I was supposed to do, I hadn't applied myself and followed the instructions that were given to me. Uh, by the teacher that was in charge of me at that time. Um, the thing is, obedience is something that I think we actually struggle with, that all of us, we all struggle with being obedient. Uh, let's face it, right? We, we don't like being told what to do. As soon as someone tells us what to do, we sort of get a bit, oh, What are you? who do you think you are? You can't tell me what to do. I'm in charge of myself. You're not in charge of me. Don't you tell me what to do? Um, Even, actually, if we've done the wrong thing and we have been disobedient, we don't like somebody telling us that we've been disobedient, even when we know it. Well, today in the Bible, we're going to come to a point in 1 Samuel where we see that King Saul is disobedient towards God. Um, He does not really listen and do what God says. And as a result of his disobedience, God takes his kingship away. God takes King Saul's kingship away. And King Saul does not continue as the king over God's people. Now, this chapter today ought to serve as a good reminder for us of two things. And Number one, as we read it, I hope you remember that although King Saul was disobedient, that we have a king who was obedient all the time. And his name is Jesus. And then secondly, I hope as well that your challenge to think about the responsibility that we have to be obedient to God. Um, Even though we can't be all the time and even though we are saved by grace and God's mercy, um, at the end of the day, we still are called to a life of obedience because God has so loved us. So as we look at this story now, as we read 1 Samuel chapter 15, I hope that you're challenged to think about King Jesus who obediently went to the cross for you to save you from your sins. But also I hope that you're challenged to be obedient to God, the God who loves you, the God who is in charge, and the God who rightly calls us to live obedient lives for him. So let's read now. 1 Samuel, chapter 15. Samuel said to Saul, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up out of Egypt. Now go, attack the Amalekites and totally to destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. So Saul summoned the men and mustered them at Telaim, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 from Judah. Saul went to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the ravine. Then he said to the Canaanites, Go away, leave the Amalekites, so that I do not destroy you along with them, for you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites moved away from the Amalekites. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to shore, near the eastern border of Egypt. He took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and all his people he totally destroyed by the sword. But Saul and the army spared a gag and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak they totally destroyed. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul, but he was told, Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honour and has turned and gone down to Gilgal. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, The Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, What then is this bleating of sheep in my ears? What is the lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul answered, well, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. Enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Oh, tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war on them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, He has rejected you as king. Well, everyone, I hope you paid attention to that little part of the Bible there from 1 Samuel chapter 15. Uh, Let's just go over some of the key things that happen in that story. And the story begins with the word of the Lord, God, coming to King Saul from Samuel. And the message is simple. What King Saul needs to do is he needs to gather his army and he needs to go out against one of the neighbouring nations, uh, a neighbouring nation who are not their friends, a nation who are actually the enemy of God's people, the Amalekites. And the command from God is simple. That, that King Saul needs to go out against them and he needs to go up against them and attack them, but actually he needs to totally and completely and utterly wipe them out. Simple message from God. King Saul, take the army and go and defeat them. Completely wipe them out. We don't want anything left. No king, no animal, even no woman and no child. Get rid of. Everyone is the command there from God. But as the story continues, we see that King Saul, he doesn't actually do exactly what God says. He gets a massive army. We know that. An army of 210,000 soldiers. A massive army. And he does go out and he does fight against the Amalekites. And the Bible tells us that he is victorious over them and he destroys them and there is nothing left except though, except the king called King Agag and also a collection of all kinds of animals. King Saul did not listen and obey God. King Saul did not obey God as he was supposed to as the king of all of Israel. I want you to pay careful attention to what is written in verses 17 and a few verses on. It says this, The Lord anointed you, Saul, over Israel, said Samuel, and he sent you on a mission. God said, go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. You see, King Saul thinks that he's done the right thing, even though he did not listen to God. In his mind, in his eyes, he has done the good thing. But simply what God wants is obedience. God doesn't want sacrifice. In fact, you don't need sacrifice if only you are obedient to God. And that's what King Saul is told by Samuel in the next verses. Listen to what he says. Samuel replied in verse 22, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. You see, God would prefer it that sacrifice and offering was not made. But of course, because we reject God, sacrifice is necessary. And King Saul has forgotten that obedience is more important. Obedience to God is more important than sacrifice to God. And so that's why he justifies the keeping of the cattle and the sheep and all those things that God said that he was supposed to wipe out. Well, because of the disobedience of King Saul, I wonder if you notice what the consequence is. The consequence is severe. The consequence is sad. But we see it here in verse 23. The Bible tells us that Saul, because he rejected the word of the Lord... God had rejected him as the king, and we see that in verse 23. See, there's a consequence of disobedience to God. For King Saul, that was a rejection from God as the king of his people, Israel. As I read this passage, there's a couple of things that jump to my mind. First of all, the obvious thing is that Saul was not an obedient king, and this was not a good thing. Saul was supposed to lead God's people, to lead God's people, to follow god to trust in god because god is the king who is worth following and who is worth trusting but king saul did not do that and as i think about that i of course can't help but think about jesus jesus who is the obedient king jesus who obediently went to the cross for you and for me and for the whole world so that we will be saved from our sin in the bible we discover that jesus was perfectly obedient to God. Even when he faced such tricky temptation, even by the devil in the desert, remember that story, Jesus is obedient. He does not disobey God. And it's important that Jesus is obedient because that shows us that Jesus was the perfect, sinless one who was able to deal with my sin and your sin, everyone's sin. The other thing that I think about is that as I see Saul's disobedience, I can't help but think about my own disobedience. And I wonder if you think about your own too. We know that we are disobedient all the time, that we don't uh, live obedient lives in all kinds of ways, whether it's to our teachers and our parents, whether it's even towards the law. If you've got your license, you know, as soon as you speed, well, you've been disobedient, haven't you? Maybe you've dropped a piece of paper on the ground on purpose. You've littered. Well, that's disobedient to the laws of the land as well, right? We are often disobedient. I'm sure that you've been disobedient at school before too, sadly, when you haven't done the homework, when you haven't done the work in class like your teacher has told you, or maybe simply you've just talked to the people around you in class when instead you should be quiet and listening to the things that are going on around you. The reality is that we are disobedient all the time. Yes, in this world. But actually, most severely, and more importantly, sadly, we are disobedient towards God all the time. We don't listen to God. We don't do what God says. We don't care what God says a lot of the time, and we want to live our own way. Well, sadly, the Bible says that because of our disobedience, the consequence for our disobedience towards God is death. There's a severe punishment. Just like there was a severe disobedient punishment for King Saul that God rejected him well actually because of our sin God ought to reject us there's a consequence that we need to face too but here's the good news of the Bible the Bible teaches us that although we deserve God's rejection although we don't deserve God to accept us as his own we discover that God loves us and in his great mercy he accepts us because of the work of Jesus on the cross Now, I hope you realise what's amazing about that is that when Jesus went to the cross, Jesus was rejected by God. Jesus went to the cross and he carried our sin and he faced the wrath of God on our behalf. So we don't have to face that anymore. And so the good news is that even though we are disobedient from time to time, maybe all the time, the good news of the Bible, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that because of Jesus, And his grace and his mercy shown to us on the cross we are not rejected but we are accepted as his people broughton as we have looked at this part of the bible today and as we have seen king saul be disobedient towards god i hope you are challenged to think about the way that you are disobedient towards god too but at the same time i hope you were reminded that even though we are disobedient that god in his great mercy accepts us He accepts us and he includes us as his own people. As you live out the rest of your day today, I hope you are challenged to think about how you can listen to God and how you can do what he says, all because of the mighty work of Jesus on the cross for you. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRKSchroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.